Now Volosh with the set and the options and the point. And that's a seven point turnaround. Connected there by the Dutch international. That's better from the Cruyff. Hello everyone and welcome to the A-Space, the volleyball podcast brought to you by CEV. We've got another Champions League special and our guest is star middle blocker of our national team, Olympian Champions League finalist, Key Michael. And also <laughs> superstar middle blocker of her national team, right. Olympian Champions League finalist, world club champion and uh, an FIVB world player of the week. Those are the kind of superstar awards that you want to win. Robin de Cruyff, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> the real superstar. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I, I, I'm so sorry about that intro. I just had to do it. I was like, yeah, these, these two people have got these two things in common. Um, we'll start with you then, Robin. Um, how are you? Where are you? Uh, uh, what's new? Um, oh, well, where I am, uh, I'm in Corleano right now, uh, yeah. we're in the season, so uh, yeah, I'm just at home right now, chilling, um, I'm doing good, um, waiting, full excitement for Champions League to start, of course, and what is new, nothing, <laughs> <laughs> nothing, and Key, you're on your magical mystery European tour, but you've <laughs> dropped your flag are you still in switzerland at the moment i'm somewhere in the world any guesses no i'm still in switzerland yeah i just did an interview yesterday with an american player amanda benson she also played at dresden where you played but not with me did she no 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 no. she played after you she had played there only a couple of years ago <laughs> yeah you're like do i have my <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh i would i would remember <laughs> do you know what though because i mean d different for you now robin because you've been at corneliano for what is it your fifth season your fourth yeah. fifth, fifth season fifth season yeah. but you guys move around so much it must be quite difficult to remember all your teammates i mean if you saw them in a room you'd be like oh wow great to see you and then you'd remember but off the top of your head <laughs> well, no, surely oh you come on if you play if you play for 10 you know, teams in 10 years that's like 150 players yeah, but I would still remember them. Yeah, but you're with them for nine months. Right? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, in which case, you're both better people than me. So I think <laughs> we've established that early. <laughs> um, you've already said you're looking forward to the Champions League starting, and we're going to be talking a lot about that today. Uh, it's first coming to, well, no, Canelliano, you're hosting the first tournament in your group, aren't you? Yes, we have it uh, very luxurious because we can stay, uh, we can be at home for the first round. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited about that. It's going to be without an audience, but still to play your own gym and like place. That's, yeah, that's something we're happy about. Have you been watching the early stages of it, Robin? I'm going to answer very honestly, <laughs> no. Um, I, I I actually don't really like to watch volleyball that much. Um, okay. But uh, no, I love that you're so honest. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, um, no, but I did follow it a little bit because, of course, like um, Samantha Brizio, Samantha Fabris, who are playing at Kazan, and then Novara, where there's also a lot of people that um, that I know. So um, 
I do follow it, but I didn't watch all matches. Well, there haven't been a lot of surprises so far. Vakif Bank and Navara undefeated, as we'd probably expect. Uh, you mentioned in your old teammates there and uh, Samantha Fabrice and uh, and Sammy Bruzio. Do you kind of watch out for old teammates and do you wish them success? And do, do you like to see them doing well when they've moved on from teams that you've played? Yeah, for sure. Like, they're also people that I got along very well. Like, we would hang out a lot. So... Um, of course, I wish them well. Like, but I'm not gonna send them for every match. I'm not gonna send them a message like, yeah. like good luck or whatever. Um, but still, like, yeah, whenever they're doing well, also when they won uh, Super Cup in Russia, like we, I do send them a message, and we're like here. The whole team is happy for them. Good. I like that. And what about when you see your old jersey? For example, if you see Vakif playing, are you? Do you get all weird feelings? Because I was when I was watching Malouz, they're middle. She's tall. She's number five, and I was like, that was me a couple years ago. Do you get that feeling? Like, no, not really. Actually, no, no, no. no for me, no. It's something in the past. I don't know. I don't really have that feeling with it, but <laughs> it does make sense. I'm a weirdo, I guess. I hold on to the past. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so some of the players who've uh, who've stuck out so far, uh, Brakocevic and Belahak, players we expect to play well and to see at the top of the stats sheet. I've no doubt that as the tournament progresses and you get through your group, you'll be seeing those players the other side of the net later on in the competition. Do you look forward to those battles as a, as a big-name player yourself, playing against other big-name players, knowing that people are going to be watching those sort of head-to-heads? I'm super excited for Champions League to start. We've now been focused. I think we've been talking from the start of the season. We've been talking about the start of the Champions League. Uh, we've been practicing. Of course, here in Italy, we play with the molten ball. So during the week, if we had some time, we would also practice with the Mikasa just to like get this like keep this touch a little bit which is super frustrating because it really makes a dif- big difference but um yeah we're like i'm super excited that it's finally about to start like we had enough troubles in the past with the the underdog and i feel like in champions league is such an opportunity for everyone so everyone just comes full full in and like there is like sometimes those are the harder matches to play um but they're all fun because like everyone's intention is to just like go hard and give it all and try to win what they get so um yeah super excited that's a really interesting point isn't it every every single team has a different aim at the start of the Champions League it might be for one of the smaller teams to maybe try and win a set against Corneliano or try and qualify out of the group or for teams like yourself to actually win the whole competition like everyone can achieve something and for some of those smaller teams just coming and playing at the Palo Verde that could be the biggest thing that ever happens in their career yeah I mean I know I remember when I was in uh, still playing in Holland and we also played Champions League and it was I was 17 or something and it was so exciting and it was amazing to play against these big teams and big players i i I can imagine it would be for them too and then on the other hand like they're not just some small teams or whatever like they can actually play volleyball so um i mean when was it not last year but the year before we we lost and we had big troubles against uh, sverin which like might have a smaller budget for example but this is like a different way of playing, which we are not used to at that moment because it's different than the Italian style. 
Um, so that's also fun to just play against different styles of volleyball. Do you prefer to be on the underdog or on the big team? Because as you said, there's totally different mindset when you go into it. And it's really fun as the underdog to be like, I'm just, let's go, we're here. But then, you know, if you're the big dog, maybe you got that extra pressure and like people are expecting things. What do you prefer? Oh, I love to be the underdog. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's really like you have you have nothing to lose. You only have something to win. And it's an honor to be like the the like the like non-underdog. Um but you also, it brings pressure. Like you always have to mm. win. And like one point it's even like, we have to say we cannot lose a set because we have to show that we're the better team. Yeah, you always have to, you're always on your toes to like do better, be better. Has it changed since you've been at Corneliano? Because were you the underdogs when you first sort of started on your Champions League journey? Yeah. You're, definitely, you're definitely not the underdogs now. Uh, no, for sure. Um like my first season in Colombiano, we we were the underdog already. Like we had a good team, we had a very good team, but um, I don't think we were such a name yet that people expected it from from the start that we were gonna show something. And I think now we have ac- accomplished that's like okay, we're one of the the bigger teams, and that's but that's also an awesome feeling. Like it feels like you've, I mean, this is what we've worked for. Like we want to be a team that's yeah. other teams other big teams or anyone has to um worry uh, worry about and look up to it's it's weird how it's changed like five years is it going to be different this year can you sort of get to that that top step of the podium instead of that one that's just to the to the left hand side <laughs> yeah, i hope so no also like of course that's that's our goal and we know we have a possibility there but then also like we're we are at least super aware that there are so many good teams. I don't think any one of us sees us as a favorite. We know we have a, a shot to win it, but uh, we, it will be a, a hard road to get there. Um, so we're just like excited about it. And um, in that case, I think we might still be uh, not a full underdog, but uh, we're less experienced in like actually getting that medal on um, international uh, level. So um, I don't know. I hope we can change it. But then also I'm really the person that just goes match. Like I will see next match, you know, like I'm not, look, I, I don't like to look too far ahead. So uh, we'll see. You've been so unlucky with injuries. I mean, the one that sticks out uh, is when you were named as the second libero on the bench for the uh, for the Champions League final a couple of years ago. That that was <laughs> an accomplishment in my career. <laughs> <laughs> that is only a middle blocker would ever say that. Tallest libero ever. but yeah you you were obviously a massive part of that team off the court as well as on it but what are you doing to sort of guarantee that you stay fit and healthy and can play that integral part that you want to to play and of course the team and the supporters want to see you play as well well that's the thing with sports and physical like there's no way to guarantee anything like you can just like get out of bed and twist your ankle or do something else and like i don't know so um no i think like i know my my weak spots um and i'm working hard to keep it under control and that's basically the only thing i can do is like doing a lot of weights practice like and also a lot of exercise before every practice to actually activate all muscles so 
like that's the best way I can prepare my body for every practice match. And then for the rest, it's also just a part of luck. So uh, yeah, nothing guaranteed there, but I cross my fingers that uh, it's going to be good. Yeah. Feeling good and ready for the Champions League. Now, you've already said that the team are, are preparing for the Champions League, even changing the balls in the, in the practice to get ready for it. So you could think that maybe you're taking your eye off the league games, the Scudetto, the Serie A, but you're top of the league, you're 12 out of 12, like it's going incredibly well on the court. How's the domestic season been for you so far? Yeah, it's been surprisingly well. We, we said it last year that we wanted to win everything. Of course, um, there was a Corona that, uh, that messed that up a bit, set out the same goals this year and uh, we hope to win everything again. And of course, the domestic league, uh, yeah, we want to win that. This is also the thing what our coach does very well. Uh, he keeps us on our toes. And also when we think we do it, e- like we win easy, like we know we can win it. Like it's still not good enough. Like we actually have to play good. Um, like I said before, like even a set loss is already a shame. The coach seems like a good guy. Yeah, he is. Was it a question? Well, it, a question, <laughs> a statement. Yeah. He, um, it, well, yeah. He's he he just he just does. I, I like. Obviously, he does an incredible job with the team. But whenever we go to to matches, it's just just everything about him, the way he communicates with the players, his body language, obviously what he's yeah. achieved. It it just it just seems like there's this this really good core of of players and coaches and everyone, and it comes from those few people right at the at the top of the club. So if it was a question, like I was going to answer, like he is a very social guy. He, he is someone that we want to go through fire for, you know, like he would do a lot for us and we want to do the same for him. And I think there's this connection between the team and the the staff, which is, uh, it is like special. And um, it's actually funny because our Libo, uh, Monica is of course his wife. Well, on the court, in the locker room, like anywhere where the t- team is involved, you would never ever notice it. Um, and they also like, they do that so well because I can only imagine how hard that must be for them <laughs> to like keep those things separate. But uh, yeah, they do it so well. Right, Robin, don't go anywhere. You need the listeners. It is time for a brand new feature that we've been talking about here on the Ace Space for months. It's finally happening. Pass the Pod is where we are going to be hearing from Champions League teams, a different team every episode. We're starting with Vébénon. I've pronounced that terribly, haven't I, Key? You've, you've. No, Vébénon. Vébénon. That's right. Okay, <laughs> Vébénon are our first team, who of course are in your group, Robin. So maybe Canoliano will be, uh, will be the next team. Uh, but this is what they had to say: Vébénon, Champions League. Here we go. Pass the pod. 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 pod. Hi, my name is Lauren Shad. I am the starting middle blocker on Volleyball Not. Hi, my name is Kai Salango. I'm the starting setter in Volleyball Not. Hi, my name is Sylvain Kankis. I'm the team manager of Volleyball Not. So the situation uh, since uh, the last uh, six months is is, uh, not easy for us, for the club. We have to have a a good adaptation for for the team, for for the players. We have had the nine players who have the the virus. But now it's okay. 
um, I think the, the team is ready to play. Being a player at Volleyball Nantes, I find that there's a lot of pride in what we do. We have a, an amazing fan base and club that takes a lot of care of us and there's a huge support system for us. So we're always really excited to step on the court because we know we have a lot of people that are behind us rooting us on. Especially the last few years with me and Kaiza, the team has remained pretty much the same and the players that are new are all an amazing additions to the team. So to be able to see where we were at at the beginning of our season three years ago and where we've come now into Champions League and being a top team in France, I think that's really cool to see that evolution and you take a lot of pride in that. The club was created in 1968. It's a big club because we have uh, 400 uh, persons and players in, in the club. We arrived uh, in the professional division uh, 10 years ago. The third uh, time that we, we played the Champions League and uh, now we are in the top four of, of the French League. Uh, since uh, five years, and we we try we try to to play the, the top of the of the league. And our our goal, of course, now it's to to win a title. So the tournament format it's ideal for the situation because we don't have to travel so much, and all the teams will be locked in the same city and the gym. It's gonna be hard three days, but I don't think it will be a problem to give all we have because it's a, like Suman said, it's amazing uh, competition and every girl is dreaming of playing in Champions League. Great opportunity again to play against the best teams in the world. Our first tournament is in Conigliano. It's a bit exciting because we get to play our old teammate, uh, Lucille Jiquel. We had the opportunity to play them last year. So it'll be a really interesting feel to see how we've changed from the team we were last year. I think we're all very excited and we're eager to play against these teams and show everything that we have and give everything that uh, we can. We are very proud and uh, we are very excited to organize uh, this second tournament. For sure, we hope that our fans can be uh, in the gym to, uh, to support our team and to also to see the, the very strong team like uh, Conegliano and Fenerbahce. There is like two main like top teams, Fenerbahce and Conegliano. And I think our main opponent will be the Slovenian team. We are trying to beat that team. And against those two top teams, we will try to enjoy and show all we can with our team. The first time that we, we played the Champions League, we, we were in the, in the group with Fenerbahce, Baku and Bacau, the Romanian team. The first game uh, in Champions League was really incredible. We played a really, really good game and uh, we lost 3-2, but we have had a, a match point and uh, for, it was our first experience in the European Cup. We hope to have uh, a qualification in the, in the future and in this competition, because I think it's uh, the best competition in the world for our club. Uh, so we have been told that we can pass the pot to some other team and we chose the, the German Berlin Recycled Volley. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Oh, merci to Vibinon. Um, brilliant. Well, they passed the pod. It's going to be going to Berlin. So from France to Germany. But uh, very good that we've got you on board, Robin, because they were very complimentary about uh, you and your team and coming to Corneliano. And let's quickly go back to that. Very exciting to be welcoming three great teams to the Palo Verde. 
Yeah, we're we're happy to have um, Fenerbahce and uh, Nantes that we already know, of course, um, which will also be fun for for Lucille. Um, and then, of course, the the Slovenian team. I'm excited. Everybody knows your home gym. There are drums banging. There's music playing. There are the flags yeah. and the jerseys hanging all around the place. Uh, it's an incredible atmosphere. One of the most, well, I nearly said welcoming. Welcoming if you're on your team or you're a guest <laughs> like I am, but probably one of the most intimidating if you're an opposing player. Um, how has it been without the supporters there? Are you still able to sort of build that atmosphere and get that home court advantage? Um, yeah, it's so weird, but uh, I mean, it's the only way to do it. Um, I think the home court advantage is like the gym that you yeah. practice in every day and you know, and you know, the lights and like all the small stuff. That's the home court advantage, but the real advantage that we used to have before with the fans and stuff that would give us so much energy and was like extra, an extra player in that sense. So, um, um yeah it's it's a bit weird but that's uh how everyone has to handle it right now are you looking forward to having them back yes yeah <laughs> that is enough volleyball talk for my liking and now we're digging into robin de Cruyff. here we go if you could dye your hair any color what would it be pink i don't know <laughs> What's one book people should read tonight before they go to bed? I'm a, I'm a romance, romantic person. I'm like chick lit and everything. So uh, The Seven Sisters, I really enjoyed way too much. The Seven Sisters. I don't know. I haven't heard that one. Yeah, it's like seven books and it's all about a sister, but it's more for women stuff than like... Who would play you in a movie? Well, I hope Angelina Jolie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good one. <laughs> Where's your ideal vacation spot? Um, I love Barcelona and Ibiza, Ibiza, maybe even more. Okay. <laughs> okay. Party girl. Um, who's the funniest person, you know, uh, Kimberly Hill, I think. <laughs> yeah. But just because of her face is like, she's not even aware of it, which are really funny. <laughs> really? Okay. Oh, if you could play any instrument, what would it be? The piano, because I bought one during the <laughs> oh, lockdown. Oh, me too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've dusted it more times than I've played it. <laughs> well, I just left it. I left it behind in Holland. I was like, I'm not going to really play it. But I love the guitar too because it's so easy to just take. But then also bought that last year when there was not a lockdown. And I noticed I'm just not able to do it with my hands. Like, they're too big. Okay. Mm, that sounds like an excuse to me. Do you have a favorite podcast? You to? <laughs> no, I'm more like listening to uh, to music. There's seriously only one podcast I listen to, which is uh, um, Man Man Man. Uh, it's like three guys talking about their life as men and how manly they actually are. It's pretty funny. All right, and the last question I have for you is: What is the best beach volleyball tournament in the world? The Chef. <laughs> what the beach? Beach volleyball. I don't know. I know you go to beach volleyball tournaments. You don't necessarily play in them. Bibiona. <laughs> I was like, she can't not say Bibiona. I was really thinking like, like some serious tournaments or like, I don't know. I only go there for the upper. Yeah, things. most people only go for the spritz party in Bibiona. That's fair. We can say that on on air. <laughs> yes, I 
remember I saw you there and actually when you were there and I don't know if fans will know this but people close to you you were carrying around the whole time a picture of Kim Hill's face (laughs) and I really need to know if there's a story behind that because you also said she's obviously the funniest person you know yeah um yeah no she was she was sad that she couldn't come with us to be Munich because she had to go to the national team so we said, okay, we'll, we'll bring you with us. <laughs> so we just like carried her like the whole weekend, a picture of her with like the worst picture you can imagine of her with some, uh. <laughs> some, some neon ring in her nose. And it was like weird. Um, <laughs> and it was so much fun. Yeah, we really, we, we carried her everywhere. On the end, she was like, her picture was full with gum. Yeah, stuff. Really I don't know bad. what else, but there were still some people trying to kiss that picture. So... Just shows how much love she still gets. Let's have a a bit of a dive into Fan versus Dan. People who regularly listen to the Ace Space will know that CEV's Dan Manili is our resident expert. Some people say volleyball nerd, but I'm a little bit more kind than that. Um, (laughs) So we are giving volleyball supporters the opportunity to put their money where their mouth is and win some prizes from the CEV by taking on Dan. So it's Fan versus Dan. What you've got to do is predict the results of the CEV Champions League matches. You get one point for a correct winner, three points for a correct score, and if the fan wins, we give them a piece of Champions League memorabilia from the 2021 Super Final. So definitely worth entering. We've got our first lot of predictions in, so let's first hear from Dan. Hey guys, Dan here from Fan versus Dan. Good opponent this week. Oystein from Norway picking the winners of Pool C of Champions League taking place in Plovdiv. Final score, sorry Oystein, 11-6 for Dan. Good start to the season, no prizes given away this week, but I'll quickly go over where our picks differed and how I won. The first major difference was I picked Vaki Fang to beat Malus 3-0 and Oystein picked Vaki Fang to beat Malus 3-1. And another big one where I gained points this week was Lods versus Malus. Both teams second place in their respective domestic leagues, Poland and France. However, I believe the Polish league is a lot stronger than the French league right now. And I also was a bit worried about Malus losing Carly Snyder, who is best outside hitter in France, a huge part of their success. It looks like I was right in this case. Anyway, back to Dave and Kira. So Dan wins the first round. Come on, fans, you can do better than that. The next episode, we're looking for a fan to take on Dan with guessing the results from Men's Pool E. Write to us, space at cev.eu with your predictions, and we'll let you know if you've been selected. And of course, you can win some Champions League memorabilia from the CEV, from the Super Finals, and we'd love to hear from you as well. While we're talking about that email address, if you've got an opinion, if you like the podcast, if you love the podcast, because it's going to be like or love, isn't it? Then do send us an email or get in touch with us using the hashtag LetVolleyballTalk on Twitter or Instagram, because we love to hear from people who listen to the Ace Space. Um, Right, should we have some questions, some fan questions? I might attempt some Dutch here. Uh, miss ye Nederland, Zoya, what miss ye... <laughs> sorry, sorry, Robin. Sorry, the beautiful people of Netherlands. I love your country, and I do not mean to defile your language. <laughs> miss ye Nederland, Zoya, what miss ye het mist? 
Was that anywhere near correct? <laughs> Firstly, marks out of 10 for my pronunciation. Uh, well, I, I, <laughs> um, I give it a six because I did understand. Oh, I'll take yeah, six. because I did understand it. Is that, do you miss the Netherlands and what do you miss the most? Is that what yeah. it means? Oh, yeah. great. Oh, okay. bravo, Dave. Uh, so, yeah, I, of course, I miss the Netherlands. And I think what I miss the most is uh, my family, of course. Uh, and also just being able to go to store store and have the small chit chat, which I love to do. And it's just like way easier to do it in Dutch. Like there's no other language I like to do it in. So um, yeah, those two are what I miss the most. But family far and one. What do you chit chat about when you go to the store? I don't know. Like Dutch people like to talk about the weather. <laughs> so... <laughs> No, I don't know. Just like some random things. Yeah. Next question. For you, what is your favourite match you've ever played with the national team? Um, that is for me the Olympics. And then I think the, the match against uh, China where we like they were full favourite. That was our underdog position. They were favourites and, uh, and we won that match 3-2 as I remember correct. Um, and that was, yeah, that was amazing. Now, we did these questions uh, via the CV's Instagram and people could ask you anything. And so many people asked, do you like Prosecco? Why have they asked you <laughs> if you like Prosecco so much? Why is that such a popular thing? Because we're here in the Prosecco region. Like, ah, okay. if you if you buy a, even in Wales, if you buy a, a bottle of Prosecco, it probably says made in Treviso or Corleano. So... That's why. <laughs> um, what do you love to do outside of volleyball? Um, I love to go for long lunches, dinners, <laughs> um, have some wine. Uh, no, also I like to. I like to play games. I love Monopoly if if I win. Um, <laughs> Does it get really competitive um, there? I, do you have team game nights and everyone's just like, I'm the bank. <laughs> you cheat. <laughs> no. No, okay. okay, I have only played with uh, Arshan Kim um, during lockdown and then afterwards we didn't play it anymore because <laughs> because I <laughs> lost like very early in the game. Uh, I lost all my money, lost all my, my pots. And Arsha was just winning so easily. And she was just like, laughing <laughs> So, like, we still have to redo it sometime. But I think we're all a little bit scared about it. Yeah. Was it, did it put no. some stress on the friendship? <laughs> you see people's true colors yeah. coming out when there's fake I, I mean, I think we were all trying to stay calm, but we felt it, you know? Yeah. It's better to be on the same team than on the opposite <laughs> yeah. side. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is quite a good one, actually. Uh, Laura Dykema asks, do you miss me? I, I don't know a Laura Dykema. <laughs> <laughs> no, of course I miss her. Like, she's one of my uh, um, my buddies. I call her Rucker, um, which I'm not going to translate. But um, uh, no, I miss her, yeah. Do you play any other sports? <laughs> when? Yeah, and what free time? Well, <laughs> yeah. oh. Free time? You've had you had nine months off. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, no, I don't play any other sports because um, 
I, I think I'm a very lazy person, like <laughs> in me. <laughs> so when I don't have to practice or play volleyball, I just like to like take it easy. Yeah. But uh, no, I think if I so to change the question, if I would not play volleyball, I think I would play tennis because I like I played it once and I liked it, uh, or squash, which is also fun. Um, yeah, something like that. And we had a lot of questions from Schurd van Lusen, but I thought this was a great one. Um, how many years would you like to play for the Dutch national team? Another Olympic cycle or maybe quit after the World Championships in your home country? Oh, my. Um... Very serious question, actually. Oh, wow. Um, I don't know yet. Like, this... Um, I, I also like I feel like I'm getting older I feel my knee and everything uh, which I have to pay a lot of attention to so I don't know how much longer I will want to play for the national team because it's intense mm. so uh, also with this we're just gonna see how it goes how the body stays like keeps up and yeah Oh, a world championships in the Netherlands would be special though wouldn't it it would be, yes. Ha oh, ha. Oh. oh, goodness <laughs> me. Well, whatever whatever the decision is, um, yeah, I wish you the very, very best of luck with that. Uh, right, before we let you go then, we need to debate the hot topic of the day. And I feel <laughs> as though I've got two players here who are not going to be on my side. Uh, the topic for the debate is, <laughs> does setters win enough MVP awards? I've got a real bee in my bonnet that setters and liberos, and maybe middle blockers, <laughs> but meh, um, can have incredible games, great performance, but when it comes to the awards at the end of the match or the end of the tournament, their hard work is never recognised. So Robin... How do you feel about this? Do you feel that it always goes the way of the hitters when it comes to the MVP awards? I think it used to be more like that than it is right now. Um, here in Italy, for example, right now, like Asha and Moni, they, they get often the, the MVP award. And of course, like if there's a hitter, like a big hitter, there's like Paula, who's like playing an amazing game, having 70 or 80 percentage in um uh in attack then um then of course she gets it but i think um yeah no i actually think that when when any position does a like an outstanding job they get rewarded for it um so 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 you think you think that setters you you think it's a fair you think it's a meritocracy these days then Robin if you are the best player you get the MVP awards in your in your in your Italian league. Okay, you still have to really do an outstanding job. Like if it's a normal normal game for everyone, you have no one who really stands out. Of course, like it usually goes to a, a hitter because that's like then we count the points. But I do think it's like if someone else does an outstanding job and like actually put um i don't know if this is something in english too but in dutch you say a, a stamp on the game like with their yeah. name on it yeah. um then for sure they get rewarded for that and key do you think the middles need more love i think the middles need more love <laughs> no, <I'm just> kidding. <laughs> i mean no obviously it, oh, yeah, i think robin said it perfectly that the it's usually going to go to a big hitter but 
unless someone does a really spectacular job. So I think you have to work harder and really prove that you deserve it if you're not an outside hitter or an opposite. Uh, well, I think that just about closes the debate because I, I thought I was really going to get my teeth into this. But thankfully, Robin has told me that in the Italian league, one of the most competitive leagues in the world, they are getting fairly represented and that's good news. But I will be keeping a firm eye on those Champions League groups to make sure. And if not, you'll be getting an angry phone call from me, Robin. Okay. Do not put out my fire. Um, thank you so much, Robin. It's been it's so good to chat to you for, for the last hour or so. Key, do you have any closing thoughts? No, it's been cool. It's been really cool to chat to you, Robin. It, I feel like I love chatting to fellow middles, first of all, but also I feel like you and I have seen each other so many times over the years, never actually played with each other, but it was nice to catch up. Nice to see you. Yeah, I had fun too. And good. Don't sound so surprised. Robin, we actually have a, a load of Dutch listeners and they've been so excited that we are having you on. Have you got a message for them in Dutch? Maybe practice some of that store small talk oh the small talk um nou aan alle nederlandse luisteraars um ik hoop dat jullie uh, hiervan hebben genoten van deze aflevering um, en hopelijk gaan jullie naar uh, naar de champions league kijken als wij uh, wat is het 8 9 en uh, 10 december uh, beginnen met spelen en luister vooral vaker naar deze podcast natuurlijk doei and hopefully involved with that uh, with that lovely message was an apology for my attempts at your lovely language earlier. So Yeah, that, that was it. <laughs> heartfelt, yeah. heartfelt. Um, I think that just about wraps it up from us. Remember, we want participants to take on Dan in Fan versus Dan. If you want to get involved with that or if you've got a topic you'd like to, us to debate, then the ace space at cev.eu is the email address and the hashtag is key. Let's volleyball talk. Woof. Yes, it is. <laughs> Robin, thank you. Keith, thank you. And thank you all for listening wherever you are around the world. Until next time, goodbye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed that episode of The A-Space. This is me, Britt Harbot, and I will be co-hosting the podcast soon. So if you have anything you want to ask me or something you want us to chat about, please write to us on theaspace.cv.eu and we will see if we can make it happen. But for now, stay safe and we will see each other on the other side.